Welcome, everybody, to uh, the very first Realtor interview on the Driven to Succeed Real Estate Podcast. I'm Brett LaCoy, and I have a very special guest with me. He's my main man, Chris Wagger. Chris, how's it going? I'm doing well, Brett. How are you doing? I'm doing good. good. I'm doing good. So this is our very first interview. Mm-hmm. Are you stoked to be here? Honestly, I'm a little nervous, but uh, I did some push-ups in the parking lot, so I think I'm feeling pretty calm right now. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Push-ups in the parking lot. I love it. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we're starting out with this podcast is we're asking you guys to bring in a prop or yep. something that inspired you to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing on the table there a couple keys. Yes. Chris, tell me a little bit about these keys. What do they mean to you? You know, these keys actually mean a lot to me, Brett. Um, These are the keys to my first home. Okay. And it's actually the reason why I got into real estate. It's why you got into real estate, was to buy your first home. That's correct. Yeah, I wanted to buy my first home, be my own real estate agent. So, uh, yeah, I became licensed and jumped right in. So you became licensed and jumped right in, and then you were like, "Uh, after my first house, um, I'm just going to keep going with this. Yeah, you know, um, it's kind of a funny story, to be honest with you. I was looking at homes because I wanted to house hack. You know, I was always interested in investing in real estate. I didn't know where to start. You know, I didn't have a lot of money saved. So I thought house hacking would be the best way to start. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I started off looking at homes with a real estate agent. And, you know, I asked the guy, I said, hey, you know, what does it take to become a realtor? And he let me know. And I said, I could do that. You know, I think I'm going to become my own real estate agent and buy my first property. Uh, You kind of chuckled a little bit because as a realtor, you know, you kind of hear that sometimes or every so often. And uh, yeah, and then I just did it. Right. Was he chuckling because you thought that real estate was easy to break into (laughs) or like everybody I feel thinks, oh, I'll just be a real estate agent. It's so easy. But it's it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. uh, You know, we'd have to ask him why he was chuckling. But, uh, you know, it could be a a number of reasons, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. So so you wanted to start house hacking. So Mm. you bought your first home. Mm. And how did you kind of house hack that? So. I kept running the numbers on duplexes, you know. So if you can move into a duplex and pay off most of your mortgage, that'd be the ideal situation. Um, what I wanted to do was move into a single family with my own area with multiple bedrooms and actually board the rooms, rent them out. Okay. So actually what I'm doing is cash flowing on a property while I'm living in it. Sure. Okay. So yeah. you're. It, it, it's essentially... Um you're renting out rooms to people in your house, mm-hmm. and you're the landlord, yep. and you're cash flowing off of a single family. Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is that you don't need to buy a multifamily mm-hmm. to house hack. Correct. You, it, it's a little, it's a little different, you know, doing the single family route. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the numbers are just your return on investment are just out of those, out of this world. You know? And they always have the landlord watching them. And I'm always it. watching them. You know, um, the house is run pretty smoothly since I'm living there. And uh, yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So talking about house hacking a little bit, uh, one of the questions I have here is what are some areas that you specialize in when it comes to real estate? Um, you know, I probably, probably one area that I specialize in the most would be relating to my clients. Because I specialize in multifamily investment investment properties, you know, first time investors, uh, 
first time home buyers, you know, so I can relate with all of my clients because I've been there. The emotions is extremely emotional. There's a lot going on, a lot of stress and my clients, you know, I really understand what they're going through so I can relate with them. And that's probably my strongest, strongest uh, quality that I have that I specialize in. So being able to relate to people because, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you're investing right now. I mean, spoiler alert, we're buying a house right now, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We are buying a duplex in Northeast Minneapolis at this moment. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you're always in it. You're not just mm-hmm. representing the person that is buying the house. Mm-hmm. What about selling? Do you do any selling or anything like that? Do listings? Yeah, yeah. No, I do listings. I work with buyers. Um, I work with everyone pretty much, you know. You'll work with anybody. I work with anybody, you know. Um, I really like multifamily and I really like working with first time home homeowners too. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. So what are some of the things, you know, you know, being in multifamily and having first-time homeowners, home buyers, mm-hmm. what are some things that you think that they should know about the market right now at this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you see it pivoting? What have what have you been seeing at the moment? Yeah, you know, the market is definitely changing, right? Uh, the demand has gone down, but don't get me wrong. As a seller, if you've got a great home to list, you're going to get multiple offers. Right. Yeah, it's nothing like it was last summer. So I guess as a buyer, you're going to have more options. You're not going to be under as much pressure, you know. Right. So that's what I'm noticing with the market. Demand, a little lower. Inventory, rising a little bit. Also, interest rates rising a little bit, which is giving buyers more options. Right. Mm-hmm. So interest rates are rising a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's more inventory, so home prices might be coming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they're still appreciating overall. That's correct. Right. So what you're saying is if you were on the fence last year Mm -hmm. during the summer, Mm -hmm. now might be a time to start looking at getting back into it because we are seeing more options out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, you know, last summer people were bidding 20, 30, 40,000 over, you know, um, right now I'm seeing a lot more negotiating happening, you know, and people are getting into the homes that they want, you know, and they're not getting beat out by these cash offers or these investors that are just going nuts, I guess. Right. That are just going nuts, buying high and hoping that, you know, everything's going to catch up with it eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. So tell me, tell me a time about in, in your real estate experience, your career, where things completely went sideways on you. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose this deal. Mm-hmm. What's going on? And like, give give us a little backstory on on the situation and how you were able to overcome it. Well, I'll be honest with you, Brett. Um, Every real estate transaction is kind of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> sure. <you know>? so, <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, one, one, one situation comes to mind. Uh, I was actually ha- uh, helping out a first-time home buyer, and they were looking to get into their first home. Super excited. The market, the market was crazy, hectic. It was this, la- this was last summer. And, um, you know, we get her a home. Her offer is accepted. She's super excited. We have the closing date set. We'll say July 1st, right? Sure. All right, so we're coming up to the closing date, and um, it's the day before, and the lender gives me a call. You know, oh nice, yeah, yeah. So the lender gives me a call, and he says, "Hey, Chris, you know, we're actually gonna need a couple more days to close." And I'm like, "Oh man, come on, okay, sure, All right, that's fine. I'll talk to the listing agent. Let's make it work." Right. So we push it back a couple days. A couple days pass by, and um, lender calls me back and says, 
Chris, we're going to actually need two more weeks to close on this property. Oh, my God. Now, with, with how the market was last summer, you know, that uh, that wasn't an ideal situation. No. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, the buyer was freaking out a little bit. I was under a little bit of stress myself. But uh, we were able to, to kind of work things out with the listing agent, and we, we closed on the property, you know. You closed on the property. We closed on it, yeah. And she is happy as ever. You know, she's in her first home. She's planning her roots. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. No, that's great. That's great. So, I mean, it's just it's all about working with people. It's all about working with people. It's all about problem solving. All know? about problem solving, getting creative, thinking yes. outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm asking you this cause it's kind of a unique situation that you have mm-hmm. working with you and that kind of actually turns back to your brokerage. Yeah. So we've all heard, you know, like, you know, if it's a nice house, you know, getting your offer accepted, you're going to still probably be in multiples mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody who isn't a cash buyer, mm-hmm. you know, this is something I'm going to let you explain it that, okay. that will, uh, that kind of gives you an edge when you're competing with those cash buyers. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, my brokerage is a little unique with the way that we do things here. Um, so what we do actually is with all of our clients, if they get their, their underwriting for their pre-approval and TBD status, you know, mm-hmm. um, they'll actually, we'll back them with cash. So we'll actually back our buyers with cash on our transactions. So, yeah. So, so you're backing them with cash. Yeah. Get a little bit more into that. So, mm-hmm. so, so, what does that mean? You're backing it with cash. So we have yeah. the option for financing, mm-hmm. but if the financing fell through, like let's say, oh my goodness, the borrower mm-hmm. lost their job. Yeah. Right. Yep. Or you know, God forbid, a family member has to go to the hospital and it completely drains their bank account. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then that borrower can no longer buy that house, Mm -hmm. but as long as they were underwritten approved, so a certified pre-approval, platinum pre-approval, everybody Mm -hmm. is going to call it a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Your brokerage is going to come out and they're going to say, well, that's okay. We're telling the seller, you know what, if they have to, if they can't make it, we'll buy it from you. Exactly. And nobody's doing that right now, you know? So that's what sets us apart. You know, the guys in my brokerage and our owners, they really care about their clients, and we're doing everything we can to make the sale happen for them and make them happy. You know, awesome. Yeah. No, that's and it's really unique. I've you know I've heard of lenders doing that. They'll do mm-hmm. it you know every every so often, but it's not a um, it's not a all the time thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And this brokerage doing this, I think it's it really helps out their their their, their buyers. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite real estate story that you could tell us about? A favorite real estate story? Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I guess my favorite real estate story would be I had a buddy looking for a home. You know, mm-hmm. he wanted to be a homeowner. He just had a kid. He didn't think homeownership was in the cards, you know. Sure. I related with that. I didn't think homeownership was in the cards for me at the point in time I purchased my home, but it happened. So right. I let him know. I said, hey, Derek, you know, you you want to buy a home? If I can do it, you can do it. 
right? Right. So we, we hooked him up with the right lender. Um, we made everything work out. And he's able to purchase his dream home in a crate in, in, in as crazy of a market as it was last year, and he's living there with his family, just living it up, having the time of his life. You know, he loves his home, and uh, I say that's my favorite real estate story because it starts off with someone believing they can't do something and ends up with them owning the home of their dreams. You know, right? So yeah. they were really lucky; they were able to get a a one and done this is yep. probably the forever home yeah yeah you know it could be um we'll see yeah you, know, you never know in real estate well i mean they <laughs> they really lucked out too i mean rates mm-hmm. back uh back last year at this point in time were low threes something oh, yeah. like that you know mm-hmm. depend of course it's going to vary from person to person there's about 29 different things that go into factoring your interest rate mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. by and large you know we'll use the we'll use the average low threes. so good for him yeah no, yeah that's super, awesome oh uh, yeah it's it's really good for him so chris one of the other things so what are some tips and tricks that you're kind of using right now to help your buyers out when they're out there buying a house or even selling i mm-hmm. want to know mm-hmm. okay okay sure well let's start with buyers right all right let's start with buyers. yeah buyers um so some things that i'm doing with buyers are uh i'll actually send expiration on our offer to put a little bit of heat on the sellers okay you know? especially when there's no other offers on the table you know we want to beat out those other offers before they come in and we don't want the property to get into multiple offers, you know. Right. So yeah. you wanna you wanna pretty much get in there, mm-hmm. take it, and then be like, nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. We're, we we want to get this accepted right away. Yeah. And another another thing we can do is um, that actually I've had a lot of success with is setting the inspection as an informational only inspection. Okay. Yeah. That way it would kind of give the sellers a little peace of mind that we're not going to come back and you know. Offer twenty five thousand dollars less. You know sure. I mean? Yeah. So that's another technique that I like to use. Um, yeah, that's that. That would be mostly a couple of tr- tips and tricks for buyers. When it comes to sellers, you know, you really have to pay attention to the details. The details are extremely important when you're selling your home. You know, you want to make sure everything looks neat. You want to make sure that it's staged the right way if it does need to be staged. Mm-hmm. And you just have a good feeling when you walk into the home. Because if a lot of people feel that that great feeling of walking into the home, you're going to get multiple offers on that property, you know? Sure. So how do yeah. you deal with people who are selling but they're still living in the place yeah like is there something like some common things that you run into with that like ah oh, they didn't clean the cat's litter box or oh <laughs> gosh there's a cat there and the client's allergic to cats you know how, how do you navigate that kind of stuff you know um honestly i'll have somebody walk through and let give them tips and tricks on how to have things neat before showings um you can't control other people you know (laughs) right and it's it's their home that they're selling and they're more so in control of what's going on inside of that house before showings show up you know (laughs) but um yeah you can't control that i've actually got a pretty funny story of something that happened with a listing um pretty recently if you want to hear that yeah absolutely go for it yeah so Um, I was listening to this home in Minneapolis, and um, there was just a lot going on. This guy had tenants in there. You know, people were smoking giggle bush. You know what I mean? Giggle bush. Yeah, there was some giggle bush going around there. Is that like and, marijuana? Uh, something like that. Okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so they were smoking giggle bush, and, you know, um, there was just a lot of traffic going in and out of the house. And uh, the guy wanted to list the home. I said, you know what, let's do it. Let's list the home. So we list it. 
and pretty much you know he he tried listing it last year and it didn't go too well with those tenants and i'm not gonna dive too deep into that sure because uh that's that's his story but anyways you know He's like, Chris, can we make this work? I'm like, yeah, we can make anything work with enough hard work, obviously, right? Right. So um, so pretty much, you know, two days before we are going to list this property, all the tenants just move out on their own. All move out on their own. Oh. Yeah. So well, that's like, nice. This is great. This is awesome. You know, this is exactly what we needed. Seller was happy. Tenants were probably happy, you know, to, to move on. And I was happy as well. So tenants move out and we start working on this home. You know, we're listing this thing in two days. We're just trying to get everything done. I get a couple contractors in there, a couple of my buddies in there. We fix the home up, make it look immaculate, you know, compared to what it was at least. Sure. Yeah. So... So we list the home, you know, we're getting some people coming in, you know, some offers coming in. And next thing you know, you know, I, I go downstairs into the basement one night, you know, I was shutting things down after an open house or I don't, I don't remember why I was at the property. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's, everything's flooded down there. Oh. Yeah. So it's flooded oh. down there, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it was flooded down there. And I, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's flooded down here. We have a bunch of showing scheduled for tomorrow. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm freaking out. So next thing you know, I grab a bunch of towels, and I'm wiping up all this water, oh you know, trying goodness. to clean it up. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he, he did talk about that in the seller disclosure, like that there was some some dampness, and it does get wet every once in a while down right. the basement since it is unfinished. But, uh yeah, it's not good to have that happen while you're having showings. You know? Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So I, I was I was freaking out a little bit, trying to control things. Uh, fortunately, um, everything went smoothly, and we we closed the transaction. So yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's that's a good story. Yeah, the listing didn't say anything about bringing your water shoes to yeah. to go to, to go to this open house or to, yeah. <laughs> to do showings. So Definitely. no, that's cool. So mm-hmm. you're actually in there. You're going to be putting in your own elbow grease. Yep. Yeah. for somebody if they need it especially it sounds like this might have been this was an investment property so mm-hmm. the owner they could be states away yeah yeah you know right the owner was extremely busy too so i kind of just took it on myself to take care of everything right know? right so no that's that's really good well chris thank you so much for being here yeah what is the best way to get a hold of you can we find you on linkedin on facebook myspace yeah um what's how do you like to connect with people yeah yeah my myspace is myspace.com slash chris rules oh it's a picture of me with like bleach blonde hair but yeah that's me oh that um, is yeah no my facebook is just christopher wager w-e-g-e-r you can find me on facebook you can find me on linkedin um you can call me right on my cell phone if you like right and we'll have and we'll have your number and email available too at the end of this episode we'll throw that up there but we like to be you know sometimes people don't want to just do an email they feel like they're uh emailing a robot but now they've met you so you shouldn't feel that way (laughs) no don't feel that way don't feel that way (laughs) well awesome well hey chris thank you so much for being here i think this was an informative episode um guys if you want to meet and talk to chris Like you said, LinkedIn, Facebook, and then we're going to throw up that email and that phone number after this. Mm -hmm. Chris, thank you so much for being here. Guys, until next time, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, the little bell icon, so you get notified when we're we're doing another episode. And, uh, yeah, I screwed up my outro. But that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you all next time, guys. Bye.